Hi guys, you're here with Carl Lemmer and T at the third phase. Today we've got a special guest, Jeffrey Tomanga Allen. This will be our third phase for this podcast, so we're really looking forward to it. We talk through life, coming overseas, growing up in Porirua, and his rugby journey so far. So until next, oh, until next time, what am Just I saying? Thanks for tuning in. Now roll the tape. What's up, boys? We're back, third We're phase, back. and a uh, really special one. It's our first, our first guest on to the podcast. Our good friend, long term, long time friend, Jeffrey Tottmanga Allen. Yo, thanks for having me on the on the show. I guess for those that don't know you or those that don't know you very well, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, man, um, Jeffrey Tottmanga Allen, just a half calf um, kid from Porirua, um, playing footy over here in, in England now with uh, my brother Lima and, and you know the other boys. So. It's pretty me, man. Um, I'm just buzzing out now, like seeing us. Yeah, <laughs> cool, man. Yeah, I think we were saying before. It almost feels more like home because it's just familiar faces, yeah. right? But uh, then, kind of even buzzy, going well. We're sitting here in Warwick. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you forget, you forget almost that we are, yeah. we are in Warwick. How have you been settling in? Oh man, awesome! I really love it here. It's been, um, I guess, like the transition's been quite easy with having family here, like yeah. You know, uh, when we first got here, me, my wife, and my son, we, um, you know, we were staying at Lima's house for a week, and then uh, he was on holiday in in Turkey, and then, um, oh, they had like a basket of goodies for us, and we were <laughs> like, yo, you know, so you know, open arms and and food is always the way to my heart. So yeah, um, now it's just easy, and I really love it here. Like, my son's happy, and my wife's happy. So as they say, you know, happy wife, happy life. <laughs> <laughs> Long way at last, brother. <laughs> And uh, rug- rugby-wise, you've had two games now under the belt. Yeah, yeah, two games. Uh, it's very different, like, in terms of the speed of the game um, and very set-piece orientated. But, um, you know, I think if I have a few more games and I'll, I'll find my groove, but I really love it. Like, Tell know, us just, about that charge down yeah, the mate. Yeah. What was going on there? <laughs> you know, oh, well, you know, I, I just felt like the boys needed some energy, um, <laughs> you know. Uh, nah, but just a brain explosion. Oh, not really. I didn't know that that was a rule. And... It was we were playing in Northampton, so it was so quiet. Like yeah, but that because that's a typical thing of the English cars. So whenever a kicker goes to it was so it's quiet, silent, yeah. And then so I didn't really say it loud, but <laughs> I, guess loud. <laughs> I guess it was pretty was loud. Ah. <laughs> bro, you could hear it from Livingston, G, yeah. Northampton. <laughs> oh, bro, nah, it was, it was good. It was a good laugh for the boys too. Like you know, my phone was blowing up. Yeah, um, you know, from you guys and and then. Or the boys on the field, off the field, you know, and the team kind of, it's just kind of, I guess, a window into who I am as well. Like, yeah. just that kind of energy guy, like, um, you know, try to be funny, but dry, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so yeah, it was a bit of a brain explosion, but it's funny, you know, so my first kind of welcome into uh, the UK 40. No, that's sick, man. And like... I suppose for people who don't know our backstory, so Jeff mm. is an old boy of Wellington College. Yeah. And we all went to school together. So back from 2004, me and you were actually in the same form class. Yeah, right. 9SW. So we're <laughs> oh, going SW, way back. Yeah. Sawyer was our form teacher. <laughs> um, but we all met at Wellington College at, and we've, I suppose, remained closer to be sitting here now in, in Warwick, like yeah. I was alluding to. And it's pretty mad. Pretty mad. Puts a lot of things in perspective. But how was your junior high school, bro? Like, do you, um, do you think your rugby started from then or like? Yeah, I guess the seed was always planted, like... Um, 
at school, you know, Wellington College, a prestigious school of, of uh, for footy, uh, for rugby. But um, I always had the dream when I was young, like, you know, you wanted to be, I think I told my dad when I was eight, I said to him uh, when I was playing at Norse, you know, back in that day. Um, Norse Bulldogs. Norse Bulldogs, man. Um, I said to him, oh, look, I, I really want to, I'm going to be an all black one day. I said to, and then I kind of forgot about it. And my dad reminded me when I was at, um, you know, at Cole, like, and then once I hit uh, sixth form, I kind of thought, man, I could actually have a crack at, you know, being a professional. Because were you like in the growing up from, were you making rep teams and things yeah. or were oh. you like a part, part of the system early on or I how did that work? Yeah, I think, I, oh, not really um, like under 13s and that. I was, because I was from Porirua, I played like in Western Bays and stuff. So, and we didn't really get a lot of like, really get a look in because uh, the city teams, you know, you'd know like being from the hut, like you didn't really get a look. No. So um, you kind of had to um, play above and beyond like, you know, what you're, you know, so you could get a look at, you know, the rep teams or making your name known. So yeah, that was always the dream to try and put my name out there, I guess, coming up. Eh? Yeah, nice. Good. And so you, so your dad was your coach back at Norse, is that right? Oh man, yeah, way back. My dad coached me. Um, like, how was that? Uh, I was different. You know, sometimes he made me walk home. Like, like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm like, hey, this guy. So I had to walk to training or run to training, do training, and then um, had to run laps. You know, being a prop, like, or being a bigger kid, you know, chubby kid. <laughs> Still chubby, so it's all good. <laughs> but your yeah, dad was coaching. Nah, it was cool, man. It was cool being around dad. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. And then moving into Wellington College, how was it being, because I suppose me and you were, like Wellington College is a predominantly white school, yeah. and being a Polynesian trying to fit in, how did you find that aspect of it and that, I suppose, that challenge, if you will? Yeah, um, oh, I didn't really, oh, the, th the funny thing is that because I was, I'm white, like I'm a half-caste, but I have fair skin, I sound like a Māori, which is like, <laughs> You know, a lot of kids mocked me for that. And then, um, you know, I don't know if oh, people from back home would know this, but like Jeff the Māori, like the cartoon yeah, yeah. series, you know, um, people started mocking me and stuff. But I guess when you, when kids started talking to me, they kind of took me for granted in terms of, um, you know, just being that kid from P-Town, like being that kid from Porirua, the white guy, the token white guy that sounds black, <laughs> kind of, you know, it's really, that's kind of how I rolled, like, and I, I guess I adopted that and I just thought, oh, nah, just just keep being me. Like, yeah, I remember in school you just used to own it. Like, that was yeah, you. You were with your people. It. Yeah. I love it kind of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, and it was good because I did, you know, um, blend in with both sides, you know, the white, the white kids, <laughs> yeah. skater kids. Like, uh, I just, I still remember kicking it with the white boys and then, you know, all the brown boys on the terraces. Like, you know, I could kick it with both crews, but I didn't really think it was separate or anything i just yeah. thought it was me like mm. yeah no it's, it's all good oh nice man Had, had. it's good to see you guys man <laughs> yeah it's, it's crazy like seeing you guys seeing us all together i was buzzing out that you guys wanted me on <laughs> as the first you were just the easiest person had no choice yeah yeah and so i guess through school always thinking you're going to be professional rugby player yeah I think even when you're at school, no, you know, we knew that you were going to be on onto greater things beyond that. Thanks, bro. I appreciate that. So, do you, 
how do how do you go by ma- by managing that? Because I think when you're at school, you because well, I think what I think does happen is, and you tell me if I'm wrong, is that yeah. you know guys who are, do really well in school, they almost in the world where it's kind of all it's all yeah. coming for them, and then yeah, yeah, you know, right. and then, then there'll, there'll be some challenges. I know you've had some challenges kind of post post high school as well. Yeah, like I mean. Like these days, like nowadays, people are getting picked up at school yeah. straight to the big leagues, you know, like coming out of school and being big prospects, you know, um, you know, clubs and stuff are pumping money into 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 school kids. Mm. Whereas, you know, when I when I was at school, academies kinda had just that idea was off, just starting, yeah. yeah. Of of school. Like 'cause I didn't start weights till I was like like seventeen, like late late at school, you yeah. know, like but these days, but kids now are doing their gyms at, at the high schools yeah. now, right? Yeah yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Gyms are like pumped up. Mm. Like, there's money in schools for kids to really excel in, in their their sport. So, like, which is a good thing. Do you do you think? And I think this was coming in as you were almost on your way out or yeah, your, your, yeah. your prime first fifteen years, where there's a lot of uh, college sport rugby being on on TV, you know, recorded yeah. live. Do you think that's that? Right. Do you think that's having an impact? You know, because now you see it. There's almost dedicated days or yeah, it's, traditionals it's, are always on there, particularly the big ones. Yeah, and I, uh, the biggest thing that annoys me is like kids are just doing it for TV sake. Like they're trying to be the man. Like, you know, people need to earn their stripes at school. Like, I felt like, I don't know about you, Leems, but like, UT as well. Like, like when you're at school, you want to earn your stripes. But now things are being televised and um, people are pumping money into you. So kids have their, their hands out, yeah. you know, instead of hands up. Mm. type thing you know like um asking for things you know give me this because i deserve it like kids think they're very deserving these days whereas back in our day when we were starting out there wasn't tv like um our games weren't showed on tv so um we were just trying to earn that respect you know from other schools as well as for yourself and the pride in the jersey like and then i guess that just made us play better you know um yeah, I, I don't know. I, I guess that's my point of view. No, no, I, I think that's it's almost is a little bit of that overnight success feel yeah, a little yeah, bit, yeah. isn't it? Because like, you get these guys and they may get you'll see a few highlight clips of them yeah, on hard. all of Instagram and and some obviously some great drives and something I could never be able to do. But I think that it can build into this yeah. it kind of unhealthy of unhealthy always. culture where you're going yeah. well, and then they may not be actually a good as good a player as think, you may think. Or and I think it also takes away from like um, the work ethic behind what you're doing. Mm. So like if you're scoring flashy tries and all that's cool and there are some talented like kids out there, but um, you know people don't see the work that you put in behind closed doors at, in that school age like or maybe they do now it's so evident in social media and stuff like that so people are trying to push for that oh look at me mm. like I, I should be uh, making it I should be televised kind of thing you know in school so I think there has to be a balance at school grade of getting a balance, definitely of getting your education first, as well as um, playing your best best footy. You know? Yeah, so actually just another question, because this was, I know this was part of your decision-making process, yeah. is do you think, you know, guys who do make it through all the way to to the professional levels, that mm. you have to go to one of the big big rugby schools nah. to, to do it? I don't think do so. You, it, does, do you, it does give, give do you... you but do you think you have to be a little bit, you know, almost extra if you're coming in playing Division Two rugby through high school? Yeah. That you have to be that look for but sure. If you were possibly that same level, but at a bigger school, that you would then get. Yeah, I think you do get more of a look. Like, yeah. 
into um, rep 40 and if, if you're at a bigger school it's just uh, it's just how it is you know coming from Porirua like yeah. a lot of the school kids out there they're very very talented but they're not so getting talented, a look so talented eh? like some know? of the schools we used to come up against oh, were, yeah. man you, get, you definitely get a, a handful of guys who, who, who are oh, something else sure. right yeah you yeah. can't actually afford to go to you know the big, big prestigious schools but then you're seeing a lot of um, schools offering scholarships to these kind of kids yeah. now, which is great for them because it's a great opportunity. Yeah, I think at yeah. first, I think probably when I was closer to school age, you'd, you'd get angry about it, but you go, well, yeah. these kids weren't going there anyway, you know, so it's giving yeah. them a little bit otherwise. we're right? mature now, like in hindsight, we can look well, back at And you've got, yeah. you got kids now, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so. But then at the time, you're like, these guys, yeah, yeah, poaching, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, like, yeah. Oh, these guys give me scholarships out. But like, I think looking back now, and uh, um, I think it's great for kids that are, you know, don't have the opportunity to go to bigger schools and, yeah. you know, get, you know, could create um, opportunity for them to provide for their families in the future, you know, mm -hmm. as well as probably get a better education yeah. Yeah. at these bigger schools, Absolutely. which is, you know. Yeah, I, I think I, there's no doubt that going to Wellington College, you know, yeah. my career now, oh, even man. living wouldn't have happened and, and yeah. living I'm in London wouldn't have happened I'm otherwise, right? So. It's one I mean, of education in me. I don't know why I'm talking about education. <laughs> but. Yeah. Well, I think I think it's just the opportunities, isn't it? The, the kind of the yeah, people yeah, you meet and sure. the friends you make. And I think. Then, oh, for sure. I think you're not having that. You know, and you know, you and I just growing up in Porirua. Yeah. Particularly the creek, it's like there's not a lot of yeah. opportunity going out nah, there, it's and you don't know. You don't know. What you don't of, know. Yeah. You know. Yeah. You don't know, exactly yeah. right. You don't know what you don't know because when the bubble, you go well. I don't know what's out there, right? Hundred. Before I went to school in Wellington, I didn't know that there was a Wellington. Yeah, like beyond the motorway. I've been there once. I've been there once before I'd gone. To, yeah. <laughs> I'd gone to school. Straight there. up, yeah. I, like my wife laughs about it now, but I was. That's all I knew. Just, just the bubble. Like Cannes Creek was my home. Yeah, like, for sure. You know, Tita Bay was as far as kind of. Yeah, like, I think uh, it was either it was you. And my cousins who uh, mixed as well, the only white people I knew. Before <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Just quickly, Jeff. So yeah, for those people who don't know, can you explain to us sort of Porirua and where you're from? Like, can yeah. you explain that to, to the listeners, obviously? Um, yeah, man. So Porirua is based in Wellington. It's a smaller um, city, uh, very culturally diverse. A lot of Polynesians come from this area. Um, you know, Samoan heritage, uh, Tongan, just a lot, or even Indian, a lot of in Indians as well. Um, just very mixed cultures, but um, Polynesian influence, like, you know, influenced. And um, it's just a cool little city, like, but in saying that, there's people like talk down on Porirua, like, it's one of those cities where if you come from Porirua, they're like, oh, oh, you come from that, you're out those ways, oh, you're from from Porirua. yeah. But for me, like, I'm very proud to be from Porirua. and it's funny because the boys give me stick because I moved to Wellington. You know, for I actually moved to um, the city so that I could go to Co Wellington Coal, and people say that it was a cop out. But you know, you grow up somewhere, and you're always going to rip that. You know, and I actually I said to um, when I met my wife later down the track, I said, look, I want to move back to you know Porirua. She's like, why? She's a she's a city girl, Wellington city girl. And she's like, why do you want to move it? And I was like, man, that's my home. Like, that's where I grew up. I want to give back to that community. You know, so I ended up moving back. But in terms of the city, it's just very culturally diverse. And um, it's cool, man, because there's so many, what I see now is an older older dude. And going back to that community, there's so many kids out there that were like me. A lot of half-casts, but very talented and very creative, man, that don't get this avenue like in the city. So, um it wasn't a, it's not a, a, not a hick little town, but 
you know, it's very um, so so. What what's the word like? Socioeconomically like low, low, yeah, low, yeah. yeah. Well, look at me, the education. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like, yeah, it's just a l- little bit lower. Like, that's how schools and stuff as well, you know. So that's kind of where I come from, like, and I'm proud of it. TJ Piranara comes from there. Everyone, you know, knows Potiro from him, but mm. and that's cool. Like, I'm proud of Teach for putting us on the map too. Yeah, because that's great. Like, you know, and and I hopefully you know I can give back to the kids out there and be proud of where you come from. You know, Jerry Collins. Another awesome rugby player coming out out the hood, like it, it's cool, man. Yeah, I think yeah. TJ put it quite nicely. Where he's gonna say, when you grow up, when you're growing up, you're like, oh, I can't wait. You know, I'm gonna get out of here. Almost, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's almost yeah, you feel sure. that, and then you know, you and I both from there. You you go now. You're like, oh man, I ripped that. You know, big yeah, time. You, you know, it. Like, you're like, like, yeah. Rich, right? It was like, yeah. yeah, you know, if you're from New Zealand, you're like, nah, I'm from Porirua. Like Wellington, yeah, I only yeah. say Wellington because you'll know where Wellington is. You know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah for sure, for sure. <laughs> and I think for me, like, um, it is a, it is a bit of a balance because I grew up in Porirua and then I I lived in the city um, for school and then kind of moved back after you know things went down with my parents, but you know, like moving back and being a city kid. So I had the both best of both worlds, you know? Yeah, yeah. You know, it was, it was great. And I'm really thankful that I got an opportunity to go to Wellington College and, and really, yeah, live it out, man. Do so you think you had a bit of a chip on your shoulder coming from for a sure. place like Porirua? For and sure, like, for why? sure. Especially being, well, you, it's an automatic stigma. Like, people look down on you. Like I was saying, like, yeah. because you're from Porirua, they're like, oh, you're from there. That area, yeah. and it's like, man, why, why do we have to have that stigma? I might sound like how I sound, and like people might not expect that, but it's where I grew up and who I am, you know. And I'm very, very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Like, That's you great. know, I, I grew up more, more so with my, um, my Samoan side, my mom's side, and you know, it's, they say it takes a village to raise it, raise a, a kid, you know. And I was definitely raised by a village, like which is my family, my aunties, aunties. my uncles, you know, cousins. all my cousins are like my brothers and sisters, like, yeah. and yeah, I'm very, very yeah. proud of that, you know. So I only have one sister who I'm really grateful, but oh man, grateful for. But man, you know, all my cousins, they're like brothers, oh, brothers sisters. and sisters. Yeah, too. that's yeah. bloody. Yeah, hard. That's cool, man. That's me. I really rent that. Your first fifteen life, obviously, you guys played together for a long time. Some successes, <laughs> some near, some few near misses. Hard, hard. Uh, well, yeah. Well, in my final year, because you guys repeated it. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> now we went top four in my in my year. I was very um, privileged to captain that year too, but we bombed it in the top four. So we lost against uh, De La Salle and then yeah, St. Bede. Yeah, yeah. So boys kind of gave up. Like, <laughs> but we were uh, yeah, we were right in it though. Like, we were, we were. Both just, games, they eh, were right in the mix. We were right there, yeah. but just a few. But even winding back the clock from that, so when you like that was your final year of first fifteen. Yeah. Lehman is I second to last. (laughs) (laughs) But you actually made it in fifth form, right? As a prop. Yeah. Yeah. And you were like like you said, you were quite late in the gym, so you weren't in the gym yet. And I remember I don't mean to be rude or anything, but even the word around school was like, Oh man, Jeff made the first Yeah, yeah. You remember and it was Yeah, I do I do remember that like and that was coming that was that chip on the shoulder too, like Yeah. You know, people didn't expect that as a prop. Um, this young kid, you know, uh, making the first 15. But I'll, I'll be honest too, like when I was younger, playing under 15s, and because before first 15, it was under 15s. Um, before that, it was like I was um, soft. I was rated as soft, you know, like I was yeah. a soft player. And like I'll take that on the chin because even coaches were saying that. So when I made first 15, in my, fir- in my uh, fifth form year, 
it was really like a learning curve for me, learning from the older guys. Yeah. I think we played Gibson boys and I'm, I won't lie, I was sacking it. Yeah, <laughs> that's um, some scary ass Maldives though. Yeah, hey, you go up there, <laughs> man. <laughs> they were like men, you know. And uh, that year I got injured really bad. Like you I tore dislocated my, your. What, yeah, what happened? My hip. Oh, so it was in a scrum. I'm yeah. first, like you know, um, pretty much got pumped, bro, in the scrum. <laughs> pretty yeah, much was this national pump. tournament, right? This was a national tournament, um, and you we had we had some big names. I think at the time it was um, Buxton Popoli and Charlie yeah. Natai. Was the yeah? They were the two big yeah, dogs yeah. in the, the North dogs, Island, you know, hey. in the North Island, and uh, both went on to play play for you know, um, great great some great footy for some good clubs, um, professionally. But then in that year, I got in that game, I got pumped, and the scrum pretty much collapsed over me, and being a, in the front <laughs> row, so it collapsed over me. But I tore my adductor and my hip, and my hip um, dislocated. So. I was put straight on the gas, straight to the hospital. And my funny because my grandparents live in Wairoa and they were there and they, they just looked over me. I just remember looking up and I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm crushed here. And they, my granddad just laughed at me. Eh? <laughs> he just laughed. I was like, oh man, get me to the hospital. Like, get me out of here. But that was like a big learning curve. Like, you're not playing with kids now. These guys are big. So if you're playing first or Dean at fifth form, you better step up, you know? Yeah. So then... I guess after the injury, came back and just thought, man, I got to be hard, like a harder dude. Like, yeah. And I think I really earned that, you know, like. Yeah, man, you came back like that six form year. You were a beast, yeah. like one of the best. Went from being a outsider prop, maybe regarded yeah. as a bit soft, to being one of the best props in Wellington, right? Yeah, and I think I clicked it, clicked on that, the fact that people regarded me as soft. You know, and I think um, it really excelled my, or like kicked off my future career in terms of, not trying to be a hard dude, but you know, <laughs> like just trying to just trying to stay in there and be you know and fight fight the fight, you know, and don't quit, don't be a quitter, yeah. you know, and that um kind of stemmed from that point, yeah, um, which was cool, man. I even picked up rowing eh, in the off season, like oh, that's how you right. came back to yeah, him, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, bro, I came, I, I was like, man, I got to get fit, like, so what can I do, like? So I just did everything I could, and then even tapped into that mental side too. Like I think Lima was the first guy I saw with like. A book. <laughs> um, like, Did he read it though? <laughs> yeah, like a book <laughs> to write notes and stuff and quotes from Kobe and Michael, <laughs> Michael Jordan, you know. And I was like, Flip, I need to tap into that mental mental side too. So that's why I kind of kicked off my career, which was cool, man. Uh, yeah. So you finished school and then w yeah. what do you do from there? Like what, what happens? Oh, man. Um, I finished school and I figured I may as well go to uni and um, – be a teacher because my parents, well, no, my dad didn't mind what I, I did, but my mom, you know, wanted me to go to uni and my, my nana as well, my mom's mom. So I thought oh, I'll go do my BA in education. I had to do the bridging course because I missed out on <laughs> some credits or something. So you just came back with us. <laughs> yeah, but I knew I'm not, man. I wasn't going to repeat. <laughs> but uh, when did that? And then I think I was in an academy as well, like, you know, 2009, oh yeah, 2009 I was in the Wellington Academy playing club rugby. I, I decided to go and play for Marist, Marist St. Pat's because I, I was living in town. <laughs> yeah, living in town and um, yeah, man. So I, I went to Marist. What made you, so you're one of the young prodigies coming out of school where clubs yeah. kind of lining up yeah, to yeah. try and sign you and stuff? What was that like? Yeah, well, yeah, that's right. Like I was, I was like, damn, people are interested in me. I thought... 
to be honest, I thought, oh, sweet, I'll go back to North because um, that's the club I played for. It's, it's deep in my heart. Like, And at that time, they were dominating club yeah, rugby. Yeah, they were dominating. The coach was keen on having me. So, like, the coach took me to lunch and I was just like, hey, coaches are taking me to lunch. Like, So then I started having meetings with a few club rugby teams. And then um, I think the thing that stood out, you know, for Marist was um, I was living in Wellington at the time. So North was, it was all good, but it's just a bit far to travel. Yeah, and, yeah. Know, I didn't have a car or anything after school. And then Academy's in Newtown as well. Yeah, right? Academy was in, in the city as well. So I thought, oh yeah, may as well stay in town. And then um, the thing that stood out was the coach was Kevin Horan. He's a like old, old stalwart for the club. Just a very hard man, like old school kind of hard, you know, rugby. And I thought, oh, sweet. I'll go to this club because he, th- <laughs> he said to you, um, he was the first guy that said, oh, as long as your mum's happy, then, you know, if your mum's happy for you to come to this club, then I want you to come to this club. And he also didn't promise anything. Yeah. You know, I did, if I was being honest, I did get a lot of promises. Oh, yeah, play Prem, top league rugby, you know, like, oh, you play this and that. But we'll um, get you a trades and all. Yeah, we'll, you, get, you know? we'll get you this and that. Um, but Maris didn't also offer me anything. They said, you'll come in. And you were going to play Colts. And I was like, see, I don't want to play Colts. Or senior first. And I was like, sweet. Like, I I know, I, I guess I had a mature kind of mindset in terms of um, being a prop. Like, yeah, I have yeah. to earn earn my stripes, like I was saying before. Like, you know, as a prop, it's just experience. And playing with men is very different to school. So I thought, oh, okay, sweet. And I wasn't the biggest guy, like, coming out of school. Very athletic, I'd say. Fit. But not big, yeah, yeah. So, um, so I just went to I went to Marist and earned my spot in the prems. I, I think I only played like I would have played three or four games off the bench in the prems. Um, my first year out of school, you know, compared to these days, kids are coming out of school playing prems and straight away. Full season, yeah. I'm like, damn, well, good on you. you know, and that's cool. How did you find the balance of it? Because I know a lot of guys, and I remember when we were young and like Lima was in the academy and stuff as well. Yeah. How did you find the balance of being in that Wellington rugby program and I suppose the pressure to become a professional, but then yeah. you're turning up and playing senior first or or the Colts and you're not really getting a crack? Like, oh. Did you find the struggle? Because I know some guys did, um, yeah. but I'd be interested to hear your thoughts on that. To be honest, like I, I guess um, the only expectation was from everyone else. Yeah, like yeah. I didn't, like I said, like I didn't really um, expect to play prems my first year. Yeah, but I I did because. I mean, I guess I was good enough, you know, but being a prop, a tight head prop, you know, you have to earn that experience and go through yeah, it, yeah. like um, coming out of school. So that was always my mindset. And being in an academy, I knew I would have opportunity at some point. So, I mean, I just I just tried to really, um, in whatever team I played for, just really tried to make my mark. And I think yeah. I did. Like, And I always... And I'd say this in confidence too, like I've always been a good rugby player, but not a good scrummager. Mm. So scrummaging yeah, for me was learnt, I was lo- learned to love it. I learned to love it. I didn't always love it because who wants to be in the front row? Yeah. <laughs> you know, your head. But no, now you love the sweet I science now. love it. Like, you know, it's the dark arts, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> tight head prop the way. Yeah. Pardon? Tight head prop the way. Yeah, tight head prop, yeah. bro. Second you highest paid it. Well, yeah, yeah, in the club, know, apparently. Like, oh, no, oh, apparently, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's cool though, man. Like, I love the dark arts of, of scrummaging and being in the front row because it's one of the only places where you do go one-on-one versus your opposite. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Your opposite. Your opposite. So, like, it's actually really cool in that aspect because you it comes down to 
who's stronger and who's te- more technically sound. Yeah. So, I mean, and I've had my fair share of being dished up, you know, <laughs> at the pro level too. So, but it's only ever made me better and want to be better, you know. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, that's why I really like playing and that's kind of why I didn't mind playing senior first or Colts back yeah. in, mm. you know, back in the day. Like, you got to earn it, man. We see a lot of these props they mature a lot later don't they in, in their yeah. careers where you got guys even playing beyond 30 which is almost yeah man you see say wingers or fullbacks they drop off earlier right so it's almost the opposite yeah of that, the opposite of that timeline of yeah. yeah 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 i mean i mean i remember when um you know a guy that i really respect um owen franks cracked the scene in the all blacks you know yeah. he played i'm pretty sure he played at test level at 22 mm. goes on to play 100 caps for 100 test caps for the all blacks that's that's a big thing mm. to that's do it's unheard of, man. Yeah. You know, guys are tight head props and props in general usually peak at, you know, around you're looking at 26, 27, probably 27, you know, really cracking, like playing their best footy in terms of scrumming, scrumming well and then, you know, getting around the field just because of experience. And I was always taught that. So, and I think I'm playing playing some pretty good footy. So, <laughs> picked up a contract. So that's <laughs> <laughs> Got a job for a wee while, yeah? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Uh, so going going back, I guess now into the UK, three months in roughly yeah, about three months. Eh? That 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 decision making process, or, or yeah. Um, well, actually, sorry. Let's 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 go back even further. So let's let's talk about probably the hurricanes. Hurricanes career. Ooh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I suppose you you signed your first Super Rugby contract yeah. without playing ITM Cup, which yeah was pretty unreal. And you had just come off a big injury, is that right? Yeah. So I, back, I told my um, I was in Lions which is provincial rugby. I was in Lions uh, kind of camp training and I tore my hamstring off the bone. Like, uh, All right, yeah, another back. another scrum injury, I think. Like, <laughs> well, getting pumped again. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, bro, I, I think it was in like a warm-up drill. I don't know. Maybe I wasn't warm or something. Anyway, tore it off the bone. So I thought, sweet. I'm like, oh man, um, it'll be a couple of years till I make pro. Um, but then I, I, out of the, or oh, not out of the blue, but Super rugby teams were interested in me. Like, I think the Highlanders were keen. I remember um, yo, getting yo. a message <laughs> from Lima, like, Uncle Jamie Joe, eh? Hey. Jamie Joe, Uncle Jamie Joe, like. His contract yeah. got two weeks to sign it. Yep, yep. Pretty <laughs> much, hey. Got two flew weeks. me down, bro. They flew me down. I remember meeting up with um, Trebs, you know, um, talking about like how much, you know, they want me and stuff like that. And I was just like blown away. And my agent at the time, I didn't really want to leave Wellington or put it all. Like, I was like, man, I've always wanted to play for the Canes. I've always wanted to play for Wellington. Yeah. Like, so yeah, and um, the Landers were offering a bit of money and I was like, man, you know, coming out of school and not having a contract, you're like, oh, yo, keen. Like, mm. but um, I thought oh, I'll just wait. And then I get an offer from the Canes um, and I'm just super blessed. Like it's a little bit less money, but I'm like, yo, I don't care about the money right now. I'm keen to just settle and- Just the opportunity. Yeah, the opportunity. Yeah. Yeah, man. So I'm always down for opportunity, man. Which is such a mature decision, I think. Oh, I think if I was there, your age, yeah. like, show me the money. You'd be in the octagon. <laughs> yeah, down at the octi, scarfy yeah, life. Yeah, oh, that would have got me. Well, like, uh, well, I, you know, I've been for, with my high school sweetheart forever, you know, yep. so I was with Mags. Uh, I still, like, after school. <laughs> well, we can get there later. But, <laughs> you know, so we got all day. I've been with my high school sweetheart for, for forever. Um, so she was a big part of why I wanted to stay and also my mama's boy, bro. So yeah. I, I wanted to stay with my family, you know, like my cousins, my nana, like I just wanted to stay and just give it a crack here at, oh, in um, Wellington at the time. 
I suppose representing Wellington, you're yeah, also man. representing your family. Like those are your roots. That's your oh, for real, for real, that's and what made also you, you know? put put it all on the map. Like mm. yeah, you know, we talked about earlier. Like I just really wanted to show kids from my own Porirua that you could make it. You know, like you could really crack it. So uh, it was very exciting time, exciting times, and man, yeah, I was just grateful to. I'm I'm forever grateful to Mark Hammett because he gave me a shot. Mm. He yeah. just he'd been through some you know tough times, you know, kicking a lot of. Big names out of the Canes. That's right, yeah. I came in the year after mm -hmm. all the dramas, quote-unquote, you know, went down. So um, it was just awesome to get an opportunity, you know. So you so you obviously you signed that contract, yeah. Happy Days. Yeah, oh, bro, hard. And then what, like, what's the process like? Did you get to make a debut in your first year or how did that all, yeah. how did yeah, that all man. plan out? So 2012... Um, I'm, you know, we're doing, it's 2011 at the time doing preseason, uh, World Cup year. So it's a mm -hmm. bit longer preseason and I'm just trying to earn my stripes again, you know, being a young player. So who, who were the other props around you at that, at there that was, time? Um, at the time there was uh, Ben May, he was uh, our tight head. Uh, you had uh, Michael Bent. He's yeah, a, Michael just Bent. guys that were there. Yeah. Uh, ben May had been around the traps for a while, yeah. you know, new to the Canes as well. He'd mm -hmm. played for the Chiefs. Um, so he was a big signing and then um, and just a young guy myself and a few other props as well. But uh, in terms of tight heads, those were the names. So I thought, oh, yeah, sweet. I'll, I'll ride, you know, I'll be playing like for development or something like yeah. that this year. But I ended up getting a crack first game, Stormers, 2012. <laughs> I'm, it's my debut. I don't start. I come off the bench and um, – <laughs> I actually shaved my head. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so I shaved my head. Like bald. Bald, like zero. <laughs> like skinhead. Skinhead. <laughs> it looks whack. At the, and I'm looking back and I think, why did I do well, that? It's too late, isn't it? Once you do one line. At the time, I did it because I wanted to look more ruthless <laughs> than what I thought I was. And I'm not lying. <laughs> did you have tape around your head as well? No tape. Just straight. Just kinda, straight. Kind of baldy. Yeah, bro. Which is funny as but stood out, you know, like a dog's hind leg. But man, and is that over so in South Africa or at the? This is in? A, this is in um, Newlands, South Africa. Oh, yeah. Thirty thousand in the crowd. Crowd is going off. Hate us, like they hate us. But I love it. Mm. I'm just yeah. loving it. Like the crowd is loud. I run out and I'm like, this is crazy. Yeah, like, yeah. My debut game, and I got to debut with you know my boys like TJ. And Brad, we go on to play, you know, a lot of games for the Hurricanes, which is... And you guys grew up playing rips, yeah, rip rugby we, and stuff? Yeah, we grew up playing against each other at school and, yeah, for each other in the academy and stuff. So it was really cool, man, to get that debut. And I'm just forever thankful and blessed to have him, like I said, like, just to give me a shot, a young guy. And I end up playing, like, a lot of games that year, I think. Play you played um, 100 games, though, eh, for Hurricanes? Yeah, man. Wow, played 100 that's games. That's crazy. Right, like, I honestly didn't think I'd play 100, but I think after my 50, I thought, man, like, I'm going to go. I'm going to go all the way. Like, yeah. I'm not leaving yeah. until... Well, it's a special club too. You know, the yeah, name's man. in that, in that well, 100 Super Games is not easy oh, any yeah, day of the week. Yeah. I just thought, like, oh, people do it, you know, but it's actually quite hard to yeah. stay injury-free for one and to be signed... And stay on top, right? To be still yeah. be picked. Yep. To still be picked, like, and up until... um. Till I finished my career, I think I did start a lot. Of, I think I only got dropped once, mm. which I'm thankful for. But that was because of performance. Like I only got dropped once for performance, or twice. 
for performance yeah not gonna lie but not yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 100 games like I'm yeah. Yeah. very blessed man like and, and I think yeah it just comes down to hard work and, and dedicating you know yourself to your craft you know the dark arts man yeah, yeah so yeah, if, yeah, you, if you saw if you saw a, a, like a up and coming prop yeah you know what, what are the kind of the three things you would tell him to go well these are the things you need to work on don't rush don't rush to try and be the man you know because you'll get found out pretty quick in the front row like um, you know, if you could have all the talent, you know, like cliche as you know, have all the talent in the world, but if you're not willing to work hard, then then it's not it's not worth anything. Mm. It won't it won't pay off, you know. Especially being a tight head prop, like I'm still learning now. Like being in this in this environment over in the UK, like it's a different style of scrummaging, so I have to adapt and adjust my game, which is great for me. You know, like um, I played last week, got pumped a little bit. I won't lie, I got pumped. Mm. But like as a tight I'm like, oh man, this is a new challenge for me to be mm. better. So now I've played a hundred games for Super, but now I'm over here in the UK Premiership League. So I, I wanna I wanna make waves over here, but I have to you know learn the dark arts all over again in terms of this side of the world. So I guess just mainly just working hard as a as a front row, like as a as a tight prop. If you're trying to crack it as a young guy, but own your craft and learn to love what you do. Like, Cause if you don't love it, then you won't be in there for long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I see a lot of young props coming up. They mean they're mean players, like good ball runners, good tacklers, but they don't like scrummaging. Yeah, and it's like, bro, it's you're gonna learn. The game. <laughs> you're gonna learn, man. You want to earn money, you're gonna learn. Like I don't know what that's like, but <laughs> <laughs> but you know, like in all honesty, yeah, man. If you want to earn good money in the time that you're in in this game, bro, you got to learn and own your craft, like. Really and adapt and adjust, man. Because mm, yeah. not everything's perfect. Like, it's, and it's how did like being a being a prop over that hundred game career? Yeah. How much like, how much focus do you put on learning? Like, because it's a scrummaging was constantly evolving, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, a lot of uh, the rules changed throughout my career, but I think a big thing for me was definitely having Ben May at the club, but then also Ben Franks coming to the Hurricanes. You know, um, all black prop coming from a, a, a really well-organised um, franchise at, at the Crusaders uh, and then him just bringing his whole personal professionalism to the Canes, that really changed my whole mindset of how I should be playing the game and also um, what kind of prop I wanted to be without losing myself and trying to be like someone else. Mm. So, um, yeah, man, you you in this game, and I know Leems can probably testify to this too, you have to learn, be always be a student, like you know always be a student of the game because if you stop doing that stop loving what you're doing then you won't you won't flourish you know yeah for sure so i guess like that in every environment that you're in like in life you know you want to keep learning keep adjusting to you know what you're doing and you you can only ever better yourself mm. so that's nice. ah, so obviously play for the hurricanes and stuff and then um you know like myself very lucky to go on and and wear the black jersey um, so, you know, like, what was that like, and and yeah, and how man. special was that? Because, yeah, it's it's, it's hard to explain to to, to people who haven't been there. But when you know, right. obviously, I've been lucky. Should we come just leave or what? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know what I mean. Like, it's oh. it's it's pretty crazy. Yeah, no, it's pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> the feeling, the feeling is like, 
It's like no other, you know. Is that was Japan 2013? 2013, 2013 yeah. yeah, Japan 2013. I actually played Lucid Prop, like, because I, I don't know, adapt and adjust. Like I said, you got to take a shot, man. And roll the punches. I think yeah. one of the boys um, got injured, so I ended up getting my debut um, at Lucid, you know. But just the feeling of, of being named in the team and just, I think, the proudest moment, because oh, after 20s, New Zealand in the 20s, I, the last time I did the haka and that the anthem was in the final of under 20s. I think that was 2010 yeah. against Australia. And I was thinking to myself, literally, the next time I do this, I want to be doing it. Oh, and I'll only be doing it for the All Blacks. And to get that moment of doing the anthem and the haka, I was thinking and I was crying, like, thinking to myself, I did it. Like, you know, I, I said to myself, the next time I do it, I'm going to be an All Blacks. And it was, like, just an unreal feeling, like, um, other than... Other than having my my son and getting married, it's probably one of the proudest moments of yeah. my life. What's well, a realization of a what twenty year dream, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. and that not everyone gets to say that that yeah. a boyhood dream is uh, comes to fruition. Yeah, like going right? back to that time, I told my dad. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Old, yeah, eight years old. Like, and I, I, I funny because I rang my dad and I said, "Oh, dad, like I made it. I cracked it. I made the All Blacks." And he's like, you know, he cries and. He's, he's very proud of me, but I just thought back to that moment. I remember it vividly because throughout the time you forget, you know, like yeah. you're a kid, you know, you forget. Yeah. But then the time I was like, yo, I remember the time now. Like I told my dad, you know, at North on number one field after training, you know, didn't want to walk home. <laughs> I said, I'm going to be an all black. And just making it was, yeah, awesome, man. It was mm. such a good feeling and very proud moment, you know playing in that black jersey, you know, you know how it is, Liam's like, it's just second to none, so, very proud, man, it's awesome. Yeah, I think it, well, it's, a, it's a really small club, and it? it's not easy yeah. getting in that, right, so. Yeah, it's not easy, man, and then, like, I didn't go on to play, you know, 50 t- test matches mm-hmm. or whatever, but getting my one opportunity, man, I'm forever grateful for, the, for that, you can have all these people say, oh, he's just a one-trick pony, or one-off, that was a one-off, whatever, but hey, did you do it? Exactly. You know, yeah. like I'm forever grateful mm. just for getting to put on that black jersey, uh, you know, so. And What's your all black number? Uh, 1130. Yeah, it's almost one. unbelievable the power of the black jersey, right? What we yeah, were just talking man. about today, you saw photos of them with the Houston Rockets NBA team. Oh, bro, and you're going, crazy. not many teams, you know, you, you don't see other rugby that. teams nah, just walking in. And, yeah, hard on Westbrook. Westbrook you know, this like, whole Rockets team yeah. going. Taking selfies, you're like, hey. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, nah, small jelly. Yeah, uh, it's, uh, yeah. The opportunity that you get in that jersey too to just see the world and stuff is just it's, it's amazing, man. Yeah, you, know, you travel the world and do great things like, and you're so respected, man. Like when you have the All Blacks jersey, or if you've played for the All Blacks, man, it's just the amount of respect goes to a whole nother level, you mm. know. Man, even like for me and Arden, obviously. Not an all black or anything, but <laughs> just the people even doing the podcast, like, oh, Lima's on your podcast and like, what, like he's an all black. At first, they're like, oh, how much are you paying him to be on the podcast? I was like, no, <laughs> yeah. he's our mate. He's actually like an idiot. <laughs> you know, but like the amount of respect people yeah, have. Well, and then even going to when Lima debuted and stuff, going to the games here, like some guys are like, oh, I don't know his name, but I know he's an all black. Like, it's just, I just need to get a photo yeah. with him. Yeah, you know, right. like just the. <laughs> the um, respect prestige, and right, prestige yeah. that the All Blacks are held at historically through rugby is just unbelievable. And you only get that perspective until you're on this side of the world, right? Yeah, oh, for real, man. And even being in the environment, like the amount of history and tradition they teach is just, it's, it's amazing, a real, real 
eye-opener, man. Like, it, it's really awesome to um, be involved in the history of that jersey. You know, you learn a lot of the um, tradition and culture of who they are as the All Blacks and what's been and what's about to come, you know. So, uh, and why are you playing in that jersey? Not just a rep team. Mm. Yeah. It's, it's, you're representing the whole country, yeah. you know, which is... Could be a lot to bear on your shoulders, but you know, so you either going to walk towards it or cower away. You know, yeah, particularly in New Zealand because it's, because it's so small. Yeah, all eyes are on you, all right? Eyes, Four all million, eyes five on million you. people. Are, yeah. You know, I think the thing that kept me grounded was, um, like, you know, having all those eyes on you was the fact that I was one of those eyes. Like, I was a that kid mm. looking up to Nimi Tialata, looking up to Carl Heyman, and being like, I want to, I want to be like that. I want to yeah. be that guy. You know. And then having become one of them and earning, you know, my all black number, I was like, man, I'm doing this for the kid out there that wants to maybe be like me. Like, I'm not saying everyone wants to be like me, but, <laughs> you know, maybe like, and now having a son, I'm like, man, hopefully mm. he wants to be like me. Like, you know, so it's just very, a very proud um, time in my life. It was a yeah, very proud moment awesome, in my life. Man. All yeah, the free awesome. gears and free travel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's the bonus, you know. Ah, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I remember when we went on that end of year tour, eh? And we caught up with Carl. Yeah, bro. And uh, Brick, was it Brixton? Brixton, yeah. Yeah, remember? It was yeah, his, it birthday. his birthday. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we went to dinner. We went to dinner and we went to that, was it that Jamaican nightclub or something like that? Oh, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Bro, it was yeah. pumping. And we yeah, were like, bro. this is crazy. Because that, that was your first time in London, must have been that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah. was. First time in London, yeah. Um, that feels like ages ago. Yeah. Yeah, because that was like the. After, that was the second time I got called back into the yeah, like, that's right. All Blacks frame, you know, because I missed out through injury and, and maybe performance, I don't know. But um, being called back was mean, like, mm-hmm. and thinking to see you guys, like, you're over here yeah. on this side of the world, like, it's just crazy. Man. Yeah, it's a fuzzy feeling now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, the fact that rugby bring me to the other side of the world and getting the opportunity to see my mate, like, mm. on his birthday, you know? Like, yeah. 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 It's, it's crazy, bro. So I think we just have to go back. You've, Back to the Hurricanes, where bit of heartbreak, but then bringing joy to the city. Yo. I know you didn't play the final yes. that year, but uh, but but, yeah. but but that Super Rugby the near, the near miss in twenty fifteen, obviously to yeah. to Lima, unfortunately. Yeah, I think you talked about this in the last podcast. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, we were in the change room, and I was like, bro, why do you have to talk about your like accolades, man? Take away from us, like, but um, nah, because the yeah, Landers coming up, or the underdog, the underdog team, twenty fifteen come up and they, they deserve to win because they're the better team. Like, they played better than us. Mm-hmm. And it was a heartbreak, you know, like, oh, I, I mean, like, damn. And from that final, I was like, damn, we have to come back. Like, mm. 100%, we have to come back to the final. Like, cause, because um, I'd say, like, before Hammer came in, there was, I'm not sure if there was a culture of trying to win championships. Yeah. You know, trying to create a dynasty. Yeah. At the Canes. Because they had some names, right? Yeah. Really, the years we were watching, names. right? Oh, Growing, bro. Huge Growing names. Up, you've had... Uh, Best team, yeah. If you know, yeah, yeah, the Flash's team, right? Yeah, but I think the question of always overriding the the Canes was um, they had all the names, but they're a good team on paper. But are they a good team? You know, mm-hmm. are they you know a championship team? You know, was a team of champions champions or a championship team? Right? Yeah. So then in in twenty fifteen, we realized the realization was we can do this. Like getting to the final, narrow, you know, narrowly missing out. Then in twenty sixteen. It was like, let's go all the way. Yeah. Like, we're going to yeah. the ship. And like, you guys could see that throughout your season. You guys were yeah. just on another level, like mentally just, just mentally switched, switched on throughout the whole year. Great, great leaders leading us, you know, um, with Dan Cole's like unreal performance in the mm. final, playing with a broken yeah. rib, 
you know, yeah, unfortunately, right. yeah, like unfortunately for me, I broke my arm against the Blues just before we entered the quarterfinals the week before. So I was devastated. But and so, but so when we won it, when we won the championship, I was, it was very mixed emotions. Yeah, like, very yeah. mixed because I didn't play you to be out there with the boys. Yeah, and but also thinking, I I deserve this too. Like reassuring myself yeah. that I got us here too. You know, I helped this team. You were a part of the, the process. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. a part of the process. And I think it did take me a few weeks or a couple of months actually to realise that, man, you know, I deserve that ring just as much as all the other boys that played, you know. Mm. So, um, but it was unreal. You know, change, it was the first time in history, the Hurricanes. Oh, you know, so much. 20 years. like So much heartbreak for 20, 20 years, right? 20 years, yeah. man. You know, and it was just a, a reassurance of we've had, we've had the team in the past, we've got the team now and... Mm. You know, we'll change the whole culture and identity of the Canes being, you know, not not being cocky, but being um, regular finalists now, mm. like, you know, yeah. over the past few years has been like unreal. Because you had that period, uh, I think it was under Hammer, we, it was a yeah. quite a, what a poor season. Yeah. And yeah. then that took, because it was only in the space of about four or five years, I think, and then that turned, and obviously with yeah. uh, Boydie in there. Because when Hammer came in, his whole thing was changing culture. Mm. You know, and, and that's not overnight, is it? Really, it's not overnight. Yeah. So the whole year was finding out who we are in the tough times, and um, what kind of team do we want to be represented as? How do we want our fans to see us and accept us, and um, grow our fan base as well? Like in Wellington, we wanted to pack out. Our goal was to pack out the stadium. Mm. Like, and I think by the, the following year, end of that season, bro, we we're hitting huge numbers. Like, mm. and then I think you know, you couldn't. Oh, not take it for granted, but. You know, you just thought that it was. Oh yeah, I think you did, we did take it for granted. That yeah. becomes we normality, actually, right? Yeah, it like, just yeah, became normal. Yeah. You stop. You stop. Yeah. Keep on going at it or attacking that. Yeah, man. But we, we had to remember and remind ourselves that we earned that right mm. to get all those fans back to um, really earn that right of being finalists. And you know, because it's, it's only ever earned. You know, you can't just expect it to happen. You know. So, um, well, those finals, it was the hottest ticket in town, I remember. It was so hard to get tickets bro, to the finals. Packed, yeah. yeah. So packed. I, th- oh, I don't even know. And they're doing secret sales for some yeah. last minute tickets, extra <laughs> seating. I yeah. Mean, yeah. Well, it was well worth it, you know, for the city. I guess, you know, making history and, and seeing yeah. the city blow up. Mm. Like, it was it was awesome and crazy, crazy feeling. So, and it's like it's the same same feeling that Lima had. Like, mm. yeah, just, just the city erupts for you, man. So it's crazy. It's yeah. crazy. Well, I think it's just being from Wellington. It was just going. Yeah. Oh, fine. It almost fine. It's like a like relief. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I remember being every year. Being so like, just miss out, losing a quarterfinal, yeah, yeah. losing the semi or whatever, and you go, oh, and it just keep going on yeah. and on. Well, knowing you have those kind of players playing for, for sure, you know your franchise, your home. It's like you think surely, yeah, surely, yeah. surely we'll go. Yeah, yeah. So it's good. Big old week after you win, eh? Oh, big old week <laughs> for the boys, eh? For the boys, eh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. A few cold ones. Yeah. You deserve it, too. You know, you deserve it. So, now nah, the boys go hard. And then uh, that that decision-making process now over in, in the UK, yeah. over here, well, committed here for the next few years with the Wasps. Yeah, man. Uh, there obviously must have been a point where you're going, yeah. you know, you've been in the All Blacks camp now twice. Yep. You know, one test and then, and then a, a separate game as well. Yeah, you know what? What's that? What's that thinking that you have to that you now go? Well, yeah, I'll, I'll be blunt. Like, um, I, I didn't get um the opportunity I wanted, but 
that's that's not I can't control you know the mm. coaches like the All Blacks coaches you know I was brought into the camps um, and I believe I, I earned it but you know I, I didn't get an opportunity uh, or the opportunity that I wanted really um, to play you know on the end of year tours and stuff like that and you know I can't control that and that I had to um, come to the realisation like oh okay do I start to not forget about the dream but and it, it's really hard you know like Chasing that All Blacks dream, like the All Blacks jersey, having tasted it, you're like, Flip, like when when do you draw the line? Like, yeah. So, um, I think in 2018, uh, at the end of 2018, um, super season, you know, I'd been involved in the camps, uh, All Black camps and stuff, but you know, not really getting a look in and not a lot of communication, to be honest, on where I was at. Um, so I thought, oh, it's all good. I think I w- I w- definitely want to play one more year. But then after that, I'll look to head overseas. So, um, yeah, 2019 was my last year. You know, I'd, I had achieved pretty much all I wanted to achieve. You know, yeah. I I'd played my 100, oh, yeah, played my 100 games. Yeah. 2018, I um, played for the All Blacks and I did that. And I can, as I said, I couldn't control, you know, them picking me. So, you know, all I couldn't control was my performance and how you, um, how you cope under not getting picked and stuff like that. So I just put my heart on my sleeve for the Canes and just went all out. So, um, and then I decided to put my name out there on the market kind of thing after, on oh, 2019 really, for the end of that season. So yeah, uh, I guess with the transition and wanting to move, I had to definitely make sure that my wife was happy, like when she wanted to leave. <laughs> happy wife, happy life. Like I said, happy <laughs> wife, happy life. And she was ready to leave too. Yeah. So it was definitely hard, like she was definitely excited to, when I first said, oh, look, what do you think about, you know, heading overseas? Like, it was eventually going to happen. Um, and she's like, yep, straight away. Yep, let's do it. You know, let's go. But then it kind of sunk in being like, you know, with our church family and our friends and our family, you know, um, it was it was actually quite hard. Mm. And you've only hard. even really known Wellington, right? Only, yeah. yeah. And very blessed in, in saying that because um, a lot of the boys, you know, they moved from Auckland or they moved from – other, other towns to come and play for the Canes. So relocation is a big thing for them, especially with their families and stuff. Like, uh, I can't, I, to be honest, I, I think I took it for granted staying in one place my whole career. <laughs> like being in Wellington, play, having played for Wellington and played for the Canes, which are based in Wellington as well. Like, so I was very, very blessed and honoured um, to be able to stay at one franchise and club. So, um, but anyway, back, going back to, you know, hitting, hitting overseas, um, I think my agent like said, "Oh, look, a couple of clubs are interested." Um, there was a French club that was interested, but uh, I thought the language might have been a bit hard for my son, like, and and my wife too. You know, just a bit bit of a barrier. And then the wasp um, hit me up, <laughs> so I jumped on and text Lima and text Brad and said, "Yo, what's up? Like, how, what do you reckon?" Like, and then you know, Lima's like, "Yeah, come, come, let's go, let's do this." <laughs> and then Brad's like, "Yo, yeah, let's do this together." So. Um, that helped too Like I won't lie Like with Having the boys that I knew mm, Like over here yeah. I was like Oh sweet English speaking London Like Yo cool Like this Yeah I think I'm, I'm keen So Yeah And that's how I kicked off I, I came over I signed for a Moribai And a can of Coke Zero, so. <laughs> <laughs> And now you're here brother And now I'm here And I love it I love it here man And how Lima have you found uh, Having Jeff Having Jeff over Yeah be honest Be honest Bro it's me now Because I picked this guy up In the morning um, so we have our chats and yeah. everything like that. And, you know, between us, we all know, you know, like he's a, 
he's a um he's a very spirit a spiritual man and a man of god so um he brings he brings a lot of you know brings a few words um to the day and you know the other day i um you know his word was uh be where your feet are so that was really cool i really enjoyed that you know just like essentially he was saying you know like just worry about today because tomorrow will have its own problems so um that's been pretty cool and and just having us family here um mags is awesome and and spencer so spencer's is three and my daughter miller's two so they like Get sometimes they love each other <laughs> sometimes they up. hate each other yeah <laughs> they scrap and stuff but no nah, it's love been mean. yeah it's been mean being able to kind of like show them um around and um i guess for us because we've been here a year we've we know um sort of how t- tough the transition can be and and to be able to be here and show them the ropes and Show them Ikea. Thinking you started on Ikea, bro. The, the cafes and stuff has been pretty yeah, cool, but nice. love having these guys here. Um, yeah, it's me. Yeah, Ikea is, Ikea's, if you want to have a fight, you're missing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's the recipe. I think I've, I'm about 0 and 4. And, yeah. um, we'll all be, mate. <laughs> yeah, hard, yeah, hard. yeah, there's no reason. Said, oh, no, you, go, you, you want to go? Yeah, you go, you go. I I can, oh, yeah. Well, obviously, we're happy that you're here. So that's, yeah. that's, that's, right. that's, that's mean, man. I haven't kicked them with all of us since school, to be yeah. honest. Yeah, it's sitting yeah. down like this, right? Yeah. And how are you finding, so, like, the team – how does it compare to the other? Obviously, you're an integral part of the Hurricanes coming from one franchise for such a long time. The new challenge, like, is it refreshing yeah. or is it a bit it's daunting? Very, or That's that's a great word. It's very refreshing. Yeah. So, like, um, coming over here, no one knows my status. Like, no one. Yeah. Well, and if they did, they didn't really, they didn't care. <laughs> it's like, they think, oh, 100 games for the Hurricanes or whatever, like, yeah. like the players. But So it's really refreshing in terms of having to start again, like, like a new kid at new school. you're saying, earning yeah. the respect Earning again. the respect. Like, that was yeah. my main thing. And I know for um, Mala as well, um, we just wanted to earn the respect of the players, first and foremost, and then the coaches, you know. Yeah. And I think I'm slowly doing that, or I have done that. Um, Maybe the charge down was a bit of a... Yeah, <laughs> yeah <it's laughs> a bit of a step back. <laughs> a bit of a step back, but... Um, but yeah, I guess I mean you know, uh, I love I love the boys here, like and the club. It's really cool. Uh, culturally, it's it's different. Like yeah. I don't know how to explain it without making it sound like you know people are bad or anything. But like just culturally, it's different. It's, it's just people are it's different. Just That's, different. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just different over here. So, um, but cool, cool, different. You know. Yeah. And I did like coming over here. I wanted something new and a change of. Just scenery and, and people, and it's always learning, right? Like gaining new yeah, perspective, yeah. opening your eyes, being able to move yeah. in different environments. I love, I love that you said perspective too, because I feel like that's that's what it is. Like you have to have different a different perspective. Everyone looks at you different, or mm. in, in a good way and bad way. So yeah, I really, I really like it. Liking my time here and having Lima and, and Brad and and Muller, we got a good Kiwi crew. So yeah, uh, it's good, man. I know you touched on before. That you were going to uni teaching, that was one yeah, of the. Yeah. Do you do you p- p- kind of put one eye towards you know you probably however long you got left in rugby do you, on yeah. kind of post rugby? Do you have any thoughts on what? Yeah, what well, to do in there. Uh, yeah, if I'm sharing my dreams, like I want to own a supermarket one day. Yeah. Um. Yeah, like I really want to business. Um, Hire me, bro. Cowboy. I'll get you trolley boy, bro. Um. Yeah, that's the dream. So I really want to um open a super. Oh, like you. Know, buy a supermarket and run a supermarket one day just because of the um i changed my my degree from um education to business mm-hmm. yeah um 
after I kind of kicked off my career, I stopped studying and I um, actually changed my degree from education to um, business and marketing. So I really love that aspect. And I think um, like as footy players, we see more business, um, you know, ventures and opportunities, you know, in this kind of different kind of bracket. So sure. but I just really, um, I want to give, give back to my community, but, and I thought, man, the, the dream what? actually, the dream actually, okay, the dream actually <laughs> stemmed from opening a an amusement park in Wellington. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay, see, okay. I caught you off. I caught you <laughs> off. So I thought Walt about, Disney. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's me. Having travelled the world and seen different things, um, you come to the capital of, of New Zealand, which is Wellington, right? We have a great cafe culture, um, a cool museum, uh, and the beehive for politicians, but. What do you have to it. do? Yeah, you know, yeah. as the capital of New Zealand, like, what's there to show for it? Mm. We've got where the workshop. Um, Peter Jackson comes from, you know, out of Wellies, like, and creating all these cool movies. Like, why not show? I was thinking, like, when forty players come to New Zealand and Wellington if for something, something to do, they'd go and have coffees, right, or just chill. Yeah, yeah. But what else could you do on like, if you're here for a little tour on your day off? What or can whatever. you do? Yeah, you know? yeah. And I was thinking, what if there's like an amusement park? Like, yeah, and it just, yeah, I could go on forever about this. Like, but it stems down to an amusement park, but then giving opportunities to um, young kids who aren't like really that good at education or, you know, aren't really smart, but they're street smart. Yeah. And nobody really teaches you at school about people skills, this you know? a big thing. People skills. And with this day and age, like social media and all that stuff, like, I, I find that kids might be losing that. You know, so I think it's really important that if we can teach our next generation people skills, like um, running the tills or being welcoming at my amusement park or, you know, uh, just learning different things yeah. and little little skills in the trade, there's so many opportunities for the next gen, mm -hmm. you know. So, but then I thought, oh, flip, you need money for an amusement park. So what's the next <laughs> big thing, you know? So yeah. I thought, oh, yeah, sweet supermarket. Well, everyone, needs, everyone needs food too, Everyone right? needs food, man. Everyone got to eat. food, fam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> need that food, yeah. fam. Oh, oh yeah, okay. So that's where, fun. oh, well, so that, that's where it's yeah. come from. Yeah. In, in a small nutshell, like, yeah, we, me and my, one of my mates just talking about amusement park. Um, so, and it, yeah, just kind of kicked off from there. And not as fun as an amusement park, but definitely need it. <laughs> oh yeah, man! Like throw wow. in a few slides. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, Supermarket is fun for me because it's food, you know. So being a prop, like, it's all good. Yeah. <laughs> okay, interesting. That I would have never, I would have never thought yeah. that. But that's yeah. uh, and the whole business side of things too. Like um, seventy percent of the job at in a supermarket. I did some shadowing and a couple of shifts at uh, in a supermarket. A couple of supermarkets. Mm. Uh, seventy percent of the job is people. Yeah, so yep. people skills, you know. So, and I feel like I'm a, I'm a good people person, but also the uh, other aspects of business in terms of marketing, um, you know, promoting, um, working the cash register to stacking shelves, the science of stacking shelves, and where food is placed. Like I can get into all that stuff, but nah, it's all good. It's like another. We'll leave that for the supermarket podcast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The supermarket <laughs> podcast. Five years time. <laughs> One of the things that's been kind of been in the news lately is the World Cup, where there's been you know, one of the most disciplined World Cup, the most red cards, most yellow cards ever. We're not even into the knockout stages yet. Yeah. One of the big thing that's been critiqued is the tackle height, the seatbelt tackle, all of these. Right. Your, I mean, your your thoughts on it? I mean, it's been a really different since you know, your 10-year career. <laughs> yeah, Especially man. for a big guy, right? Because a lot of it's yeah. the guy trying to get low. Well, I was just saying like, 
you got nippy guys trying to get around us big guys we're only going to ever try and grab like what we can we're not ever trying to maliciously take someone's head off of course you know yeah but it's just the nature of the game like I, I feel like I don't want to say it's getting too soft or I'm not saying that but I'm saying that like we could manage it better and like if it's a chest on chest on chest tackle or shoulder on chest tackle that slips up accidents happen like that's just how it is mm. and if you're playing aggressively then you know if you get head rocked that's on you you gotta run harder or you know or evade you can't be too evade, many people yeah. yeah man so that that's kind of my my point of view like especially being a bigger guy obviously yes we try and work on our technique to get down and you know be copybook tackles like make these things but make these tackles like that but I don't know that's is, is that something thoughts. is that something that's being addressed you know do you guys talk about it at the Wasps is it training are you do you, is it a review thing that you see I don't really make tackles anyway so. <laughs> <laughs> the question wasn't for you man. yeah so maybe it's on the big uh, guy I think like they, they do drill like chop tackles chop tackles you know but um, I guess if you're playing teams that offload and stuff like that you've got to have one chop yeah. one high right like mm. to wrap up the ball or to stop you know, play from happening. Like you got guys like Lima running around. Oh, I'm trying to take his head off, but nah. <laughs> but like you know, I'm trying to stop him from gaining momentum for the team, right? Yeah. So yeah, it's not really. It's a really tough one, eh? Because you look yeah. at the technique side of it, and obviously rugby has so many variances to take into account in terms of body position, the way someone's running at you or whatnot. But I think it's more maybe more down to the refereeing and. I yeah. think the World Cup is on such a global scale now and this is the biggest market event so they're trying to stamp it out and make it look like a safe, healthy kind yeah. of environment. But in reality, I don't think... It's a contact sport, It's a man. contact sport and it's more down to how you referee it and the, the punishment more should be a penalty like we should use a bit more I common think, sense yeah. approach, I think. Penalty would but, be... You're sending guys off like... Yeah. you'd be you, If you're sending guys off for marginal high tackles and stuff, like red, if you're sending red cards and stuff, that makes you as a player, or for me as a player, more not timid, but more like, oh, I can't be, I can't, can I? Like the question is, can I be as aggressive as I'm playing? I can't, you know, can I really try and head rock him, my shoulder on his chest or, you know, something like that? Like, can I? You that's know, what I you like as a big guy. You love that physicality. Physicality, about, man. Like of the game, being the able game. to dominate and, yeah, and get you know? in front and get your shoulder on. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Sort of. So yeah. that kind of takes it out a little bit. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, that's definitely what I'm saying. Like, and I think um, if referees are being so pedantic about it, like, where's the game going to end up? You know, where, like I was, I think I was telling you, Carl, earlier, like in the NFL, quarterbacks are getting. You know, guys, defenders are getting flagged on quarterbacks just for touching them, like, and being flagrant yeah. fouls. Like, it's crazy. Is it going to end up like that? We can't be as aggressive. If some, well, what happens if someone milks it? That'd be nice rugby? as a team, eh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course you say that. Yeah. <laughs> can't touch me. <laughs> well, because there's a big guy, you know, you're, not, you're trying not to get whacked. Yeah. Out yeah. There. And all we have, really, if we don't have light feet, then you got to make them stop and yeah. not like not want to run down your channel. Yeah, right? absolutely. Yeah. Well, I think it's one of those things, it's in a split second, right? So the yeah. problem is when you see these replays, it's slowed right down. Yeah, and, yeah. But that decision-making at that time is, you know, you know, less than a quarter of a second, right? How, how quick, less than a tenth of a second you're, you're making those decisions. Yeah, for sure. Like I think of guys like um, Motu Matu'u, oh. um, Vaya oh, Fafida, folding dudes mm. with aggressive tackles. Like if they're making these kind of tackles and dudes are, like getting bent mm. 
you know, because of the impact, like, are they going to pull out red cards for guys getting dominated or, yeah, you, you know, is that where it's heading? So, yeah, that just poses the question, I guess, as a player. Um, yeah, and as a fan, you want to see yeah. – Obviously, yeah, you, you see don't want to see people thing. get hurt. Of course not. You don't want people to get concussions and all this, but these people are being paid to play professionally, you know, for entertainment as well as, you know, trying to be the best at what they do. Mm. So do you think it makes the game look less attractive to play? You know, if you're a young young guy or that you – Oh, it's, that's a hard one because if you're a young guy, you're only ever going to learn what's being taught, right? Yeah. yeah. Coming up, like, you're only ever going to learn, oh, okay, this is how you tackle this. You, you can't go too high, like, in the way that it's going, mm. heading to, can't go too high or you can't do this. So uh, I guess that's kind of my yeah standpoint on it. Yeah. 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 I mean, you'll let Spencer play any day of the week. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, my guy's a musician. Yeah, bro. he's gonna follow his, his uh, drumming, drumming yeah, career yeah. from the looks of it. Yeah, he loves it. Well, what's on? What's the goal for the Wasps this year? That's the. Yeah, we want to win, man. Yep. and we want to, like I said, um, with my other franchise, we want to win. We want to win uh, the fans, mm. you know, fans' hearts, and and just create that winning culture. It is a great fan team. fan base here too. Yeah, I mean, oh, we yeah. went to a few games with you guys. Yeah, were doing yeah. terribly last year. And yeah, well, still, still, the stadium was still full. <laughs> well, I'm coming into you know, um, coming off the back of supposedly a, a terrible season, like, and I'm like, oh, okay, mm. whatever. So I think it, me as a an ejected player into this club, like, I just want to change perception of who we are and what we're about. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of the goal, and win games. Like, die is all about winning. So you don't ever go into a game trying to lose. You know, of course not. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so I think uh, we got some Q and A's. I think so. Should we? Yeah, there's actually some people that want to know about you, mate. So yeah, some people oh, that want to talk to you. Yeah. Yeah. So um, obviously we put it out on our social media page. Um, third At Third Phase, Phase Pod. Yeah. Instagram. Third yep. Phase Pod, and yeah, obviously plugged it on my own Instagram. But we've got a couple of questions, which okay. I think is pretty cool. Um, some quite funny ones. Some, <laughs> um, you know, some kind of more serious ones, but. I guess we'll answer the. You can answer the Whatever, question, man. Like, yeah, let's question go. for the fans. Um, yeah. You've answered um, a couple of them, but here's here's one. So this is from Billy. This is this is what he wants to know. He wants to know uh, sticky seal. sticky toffee pudding or sticky date pudding. A sticky date. <laughs> sticky date. Man. Yeah. Sticky date. Sticky pudding. date pudding. There it is. There it is. Yeah. Um, there's another question. So uh, this is a. Um, pretty simple one. Pre-game routine? Oh, pretty simple. Like to chill with the family. Um, go for coffee and cards with the boys. And I gotta have this I gotta have a scone. Um date scone. <laughs> now that we're in the UK, my wife actually got the recipe from back home from one of the cafes. Good friend of ours, she sent it over. So my wife's been working at that recipe, so she's coming through with the goods. Right, game one, she'll be solid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hopefully. <laughs> <laughs> uh there's an there's a Question I quite like as well. Um, if the the rules had changed for next Rugby World Cup, would you be willing to put your hand out for Samoa? Yeah, if possible. Yeah, if possible, hundred. Like, um, I'd always, I'd love to uh, represent. Oh, sorry, man. my son. <laughs> <laughs> He's in the background doing haka, but um, yeah, for sure, I'd, I'd love to. What about you, Sops? Yeah, bro, hundred percent. They'll be mean, but. Um, yeah, bro, I'd love to. I'd love to play for Samoa. I know my dad was pretty happy when I uh, we played against Samoa, um, All Blacks Samoa Eden Park, and 
Alapati Leua gave me his jersey. Oh, That's right, and gave yeah. it to my dad. And I had a reserve jersey too. <laughs> he needed a starting one. So I was stoked there. So I was like, Yo. oh, bro, please, do you want to start? He's like, yeah. I was, I was stoked. Um, this is a real codehead one from Sam. Uh, what's your three rep max on a bench, squat, and deadlift? Three rep, three. Three rep max. Bro, three rep max. Uh, I'm not very strong upper. So three rep would be 150 Ooh, on a bench. Solid. Um, this is, yeah, in my prime, yeah, three peak. rep. Peak, yeah, yeah. got to take peak. Yeah, in. so yeah. Like, <laughs> even if it's five years ago. Like, yeah. <laughs> I go, uh, yeah, 150. On the, the bench, there's kgs, yeah, and then um, squat was one uh, two seventy, and then what was the other one for three? Yeah, for three and dead Ooh, and, and dead lift. Lift. Oh man, so early in my career, I hurt my back, so um, haven't really been able to deadlift, but I'd, yeah, I'll do two hundred easy, but I didn't really push more than that, like just because what's the point? Like yeah, 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 yeah. deadlift on the field. Um, <laughs> another question. This is from Drew. Uh, what do you miss most about home? Obviously, you've been here a short time, um, but if there's anything, probably just the just the people, yeah. People is always, is always the one, you know. Family, yeah. And I got a couple. Oh, this is a um, a question from uh, a follower of ours. Who is the pants in your marriage? Okay, here's my rule. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna make this. Clear. And I've always said this too. Here we go. So she wears the pants, but I'm the belt. <laughs> yeah, I like that. the pants. I keep the pants up, you know. Like so, you know, if you need discipline, I don't take the belt off. Bang. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but nah, you know, I'm I'm the belt. I'm the accessories. You know, I'm the pockets. I'm everything else. Nice, nice. Yeah. And uh, there's a well put, well put. Yeah, there's another question that we have, and it's um, I think it's a question you like is uh, how has your faith in God impacted the way you play rugby? Or your career so far? Yeah, man. Oh, that's awesome. That's an awesome, Christian. I'm a man of man of God. Like, um, I'm a devout Christian, born again Christian. So, um, you know, and it is tough in this day and age. Like, you know, with all the dramas that go down with, you know, social media and stuff like that, and how Christianity is perceived. Um, but I own it, and you know, if people want to ask questions, you know, if you see me on the street or hit me up on my Insta or whatever, like, I'm always down to answer questions. I'm never shy. From I never shy away from who I am, you know, in Christ and who I am as a dad um, to my son, as a brother and a son and a husband to my wife and a friend to, you know, the boys. Like, I never want to shy away from who I am, but never, ever want to um, press my faith on other people, yeah. you know, because I think um, faith is something that you need to find yourself. But I think if I can provide an opportunity for people to find, you know, God or, or a relationship with Jesus, then, um, then I'm doing my part, you know, so... Yeah. Um, my faith, it just it, it encourages me. It encourages me to do what I do, you know, and it um, always keeps me grounded in terms of having gratitude in what I do, because there's a there's more to life than footy. Like there's more to life, and I, because I understand that for myself personally, um, it's yeah one of my biggest drivers. My faith in, in God. So yeah. Okay, bro. We'll, we'll do two more. Um, oh, yeah. I'll try to keep it short, man. I know we'll be doing nah, it's good. No, it's good. No, it's good. Uh, <laughs> this is a, a question from a person. Um, what are you buying your wife for your anniversary this year? Seven years is copper slash wool. <laughs> Does she send it in? <laughs> <laughs> copper. Uh, oh, man, wool. I don't know. Can, can you explain that? So what that means? 
like co- like copper. Obviously, every year something it's something. Oh new. yeah, so like um, so every year traditionally, like every year of marriage, there's traditional gifts that you give your your spouse. It's more for the husbands really to give, you know, the way I think the first year is like might be paper and then the second year is wood then you know and so on and so on so if this year's cop well, what is it copper slash wool copper slash wool I'll, if it's wool I'll just get it some ugg boots or something yeah, <laughs> <man>. <laughs> copper I don't know <laughs> but yeah man that's me that's me man family oh, nice footy man. and faith still I know you've always been into graph yeah still still big on that we still need yeah. to do our london tour for the oh bro i'm keen to do some yeah, yeah do some tour even put up a piece hopefully like yeah. um but i've just i actually went to um birmingham and picked up you know some art, art supplies so i can get back into cool. it and it's a yeah. real yeah, I think big hobby of mine like yeah for as long as i've known you you've always been into that so yeah um, uh, man you know creative creative got to keep the creative juices flowing for know? sure so that's a big part of who i am as well so mm. If anyone wants anything, um, hit me up and I'll. <laughs> <laughs> it's been really good, man. Thank you for. Oh, honestly, thanks so much for having me, man. Honestly, yeah, our first guest down. Kicking back, yeah. Appreciate it, brother. So, what do you got? Six more now. There's six more on, onto the uh, onto the goal, but nah, take proud, one proud episode of, at a time, as they say. We're proud of you guys for for providing a platform, you know, for players yeah. and other people to speak, and you guys just speaking your minds. Like it's cool. It's cool to hear the boys just have chats and you know. Well, I think uh, you just said in the time just flies by, right? You're like, oh, yeah, yeah. I've been talking for ages, but yeah, pretty thought, quite oh, easily. Yeah, man, I was thought, oh, am I talking too long? <laughs> no, 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 yeah. So, no, thank, thank you so much. Nah, thanks for having me, man. Yeah, for, I mean, for those listening, thank you for tuning in. Please subscribe to us, share the pod, leave some comments. That really helps us. Yeah. Uh, with yeah. the pod, follow our Instagram at Third Phase Pod. Follow the boys, continue to ask us questions, email, DM, send a video if you want. Uh, we'll answer everything you can. Let us know who you want to you want on here. We'll, we'll try. We'll try get <laughs> <Yeah>. them on here. <laughs> but uh, no. yeah, still wearing respect as Jeff said. So, <laughs> <laughs> but again, thanks to Jeff for uh, jumping on the pod oh, today. It's, you, it's more than really more than appreciative. It. And uh, until next time, see you later. Peace. Peace. I said the story days are better, bro. Yeah. Ever since I started telling stories to the metronome, the story days are better, bro. Ever since I started telling stories to the metronome, the stormy days are better, bro. Yeah. Ever since I started telling stories to the metronome, the stormy days are better, bro.